I don't know why I'm talking in the voice like that. <laughs> Are you channeling a specific leader that you've worked with me? Because I'm loving that you actually had a voice. I'm like um, Goldberg in Ghost. The spirit of poor leadership has entered you. Welcome to How to Take the Lead, the podcast where we challenge the myths and stereotypes of what it means to be a leader today and help you to succeed in post without compromise. I'm Lee Griffith. And I'm Carrie-Anne Wade. And together we will be your guides, questioning everything we've ever learned about leadership, sharing our experiences along the way and inspiring you to make a real impact in your role. Visit howtotakethelead.com for show notes, past episodes and to join our community. Enjoy this episode. Hello and welcome to the last episode of Series 3 of How to Take the Lead. Is it Series 3 or Series 2? It is Series 3. I was like, I I looked at you like that because she said the last episode. I was like, we're not finishing really. But then I realised you meant of of the series. Yeah. And then I was like, is it Series 3 or Series 2? I've confused myself. Um, we recorded this very early, people. Yeah, we've not, uh, we've not had enough caffeine. An early morning recording for us, which is unusual. So we're a bit bleary-eyed and trying to work out what's going on. Um, so welcome to uh, this episode of How to Take the Lead. I'll do all the usual, just in case you're a new listener. If you are a new listener, you can subscribe on your podcast platform of choice. You can even subscribe over on our YouTube channel if you would prefer to watch us uh, rather than just hear us. And you can get involved in our community over on Substack uh, with like-minded modern leaders who are working with us to challenge the status quo. So you can get extra bonus content. You can read additional thoughts on each episode, get involved in conversations and launching soon uh, will be our book club, which is very exciting. So um, there's lots of ways you can get involved. You can also catch up with us on the socials. We're on Instagram and on Twitter, how to take the lead. And all of that info is on our website, howtotakethelead.com. Hopefully that's everything. You've nailed it. Episode 10. You've <laughs> nailed taken, it. It's only taken 10 episodes of this series to nail it. And I think I only said, uh, once as well, but we'll listen back and I probably didn't. Um, so how are you, Lee, before we get into the episode? I says that she's Just got taken. a mouthful of tea. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all right. I'm, I'm. As I say, Jess Cupper, you're the first person I've spoken to cool. today. Um, yeah, I was never a fan when it, when I was in corporate life of doing early morning meetings. So you're you're going to see the side of me. <laughs> so I apologise. Are we just discovering uh, that we're both not morning people? Because <laughs> I'm not a morning person either, but I'm not sure I knew that about you, Lee. I thought you were like up and at them sprightly at like six whilst I was still groaning away going, do I have to go out of bed? <laughs> Well, I get up early, but that is not with any willingness to just happen. <laughs> it's, it's not with full of vim and vigour, but anyway. Oh. Uh, right. So um, having just learned something new about you, Lee, that feels like uh, an apt start to an episode that is about staying curious. So today we are going to talk about curiosity and leadership and uh, whether or not you are curious, how you get curious as a leader and how you might decide to stay curious. So um, curiosity and leadership is something that I've started to consider more, I guess, over the last few years of my own career, perhaps as I've branched out to step outside of my comfort zone a bit more, doing things like this with you, Lee, um, reading more, absorbing more like a sponge, 
Um, but it's also something that I've heard others talk more about in relation to continuous learning, innovation in organisations and impacts on culture, are probably the areas where I've, I've heard this sort of word curiosity come up more in relation to leadership. So I thought we should explore maybe what we mean when we talk about leadership and curiosity and whether or not we think it's a core leadership skill and how do we define curiosity in leadership? So I'm just going to pose that massive question to you first thing in the morning. <laughs> when I'm not feeling the most curious. So for me, curiosity is all about the art of asking questions, but not just of other people um, or of people. It's, it's this thing of having an, in, I see it as like an internal and external curiosity. So the curiosity you have about who you are as a leader and what you stand for and what you want to achieve and all of that kind of stuff. And then there's a curiosity about others and what's going on external to and around you. So as I say, I don't think it's just a people thing. It can be an environment, it can be a context thing as well. Absolutely, it's a core skill. I think it's it's very aligned with um, your communications and engagement skills, actually. I think it's part and parcel of that. And it's that art almost of being able to put yourself in the shoes of either other people or other situations so that you're really exploring something from all angles. Yeah, I really like that's me. Oh, it's, it's really getting to me because I'm like, oh, it's making me feel curious now. This is exciting. It's all the <laughs> stuff I love. So, yeah, I think I like that um, position it as like internal and external. So you can be curious about yourself as a leader, but also part of your role, I guess, as a leader, isn't it, is to be curious about what's happening in your organisation for your stakeholders, clients, whatever. Yeah. So, so It's yeah. both. It's not either or, I would say. Yeah. And yeah, yes, I am agreeing with that. And like, absolutely, because it would kind of be weird, I guess, to be totally curious and inquisitive about your own leadership style, but without having that external element to it mm -hmm. in terms of, of the impact. So for me, kind of the things that you've touched on that definitely resonate for me around that sort of growth I think like growth as a, a leader growth for your organization um, and there was something for me in it about adaptability as well because I think you know we've talked before about the current climate that leaders are operated in and that need perhaps to be adaptable to change or what you know when something happens how you respond to it and I think it's sometimes through that curiosity that it can enable you enable you to be more more adaptable and, and I guess on a grander scale for me, there's something about transformation and innovation, you know, organisationally within a team, whatever that might look like for you, you know, being led by that curious nature that you might have as a leader or a leadership team. So it's sounding quite exciting and like something that I definitely want to to explore more, but I guess in the in the space of benefits. So what, what are the benefits of leadership curiosity to you and your organisation? And I think you've touched on one around communication and connection, which is something we've talked about in an entire episode and is probably mm -hmm. a thread that goes through many um, of our conversations. But for me, that curiosity definitely helps to improve communication and connection. But, you know, what are the other benefits of being a curious leader, I guess, is, is my question to you, Lee. There's a, um, have you read Matthew Saeed's Rebel Ideas book? Mostly because you recommend a lot <laughs> through our conversations, Lee. So 
So um, there's a section in that book where he's talking about um, diverse thinking and he, he references a study that Google did into psychological safety in the workplace. And it showed that um, where teams have higher psychological safety, they were less likely to leave, more likely to harness diverse ideas from each other, and bring in more revenue, and were rated as being twice as effective by the senior leadership team. And for me, that, that summarises the environment, I suppose, that you need to create to have a curious team and, and people in the team. And I think then that therefore shows the benefit that you can reap if you create the right environment for people. And um, so absolutely, I think if you've got that curiosity, it completely helps the bottom line of the organization. It helps morale, helps create that sense of safety in an organization that's really important. We've done a whole other episode on that, so I won't talk about that too much. And um, I think there's also something about if you as a leader are demonstrating um, curiosity um, as a behavior, then that is almost giving permission for other people to be like that as well. So if they see you being curious, they will be curious too. If you shut things down, you're removing that safety. So I think there are whole cultural ramifications in, in how an organisation behaves based on how, how much or little you are in terms of curiosity. And I think sometimes as you've been talking for me, I wonder if it's the word curiosity that might be a bit off-putting for some types of leader and leadership team. Because I guess, it I don't know, it just sounds, like a, I'm going to say it sounds like quite a fun word. Like it doesn't sound like a traditional word that you would use when you describe leadership. I just, I wonder if when you can then talk about the benefits of being curious, that's when it really hits home to leaders. Because what the research shows and and what we're talking about is the fact that it does have an impact on organisational performance. So being a curious leader and creating that culture of curiosity, you know, exploration, transformation, innovation enables the organisation to perform better. And maybe the word curious doesn't perhaps capture that in a way that would hit home with some of those more performance-focused leaders. Yeah, I mean, that, that links to the whole um, conversation we had in, in previous episodes about what style of leader you are which I talk about the disc and if you're like a D leader you're very directed probably are asking fewer questions because you think you know the answer or you think that you know your way is the way that you want to get things done and I've certainly worked with leaders who um used to think a bit like oh if I communicate too much I'm going to slow things down if I engage people I'm going to slow things down that 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 notion of, oh, if I ask too many questions, we're going to have all these things that just going to confuse the picture. I don't know why I'm talking in the voice like that. <laughs> Are you channeling a specific leader that you've worked with me? Because I'm loving that you actually had a voice. I'm like um, Goldberg in Ghost. Spirit has entered me. <laughs> the spirit of poor leadership has entered you. We must banish it. Like we need to get that get that gone. We don't want that. But I'm also a bit scared that it came so easily then. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Oh I've lost the thread of what we're I've, talking I've about. And <laughs> I've also got in my head the whole way through for the point that, from the time that you said, 
we're going to be talking about Curiosity. I'm just thinking of the, the 80s band, Curiosity Killed the Cat. And I love, you know, I've got their vinyl downstairs. I think that might be my soundtrack, to be honest. Oh, I love how our conversation go, goes ways that I do not expect. <laughs> <laughs> Whoopi Goldberg ghost reference, Curiosity Killed the Cat. For, for any what you get for eight thirty in the morning for I know. I just say, for any younger listeners, <laughs> those references may mean nothing to you. We'll perhaps put some links in the show notes. <laughs> um, so we were talking about the benefits of um, leadership curiosity and whether or not it's that phrase curiosity that perhaps puts some performance-focused leaders off. You did your performance-focused leader voice, uh, which was, uh, yeah, interesting for me. <laughs> I had that experience with you before, Lee. Um, but I think what we're saying is, we've talked about the culture, haven't we? We've talked about creating psychological safety. But, you know, being curious as a leader in your organisation enables both you and those in your organisation to create those healthier work relationships, be focused on learning opportunities and improvement which is only hopefully going to lead to better decision making more effective problem solving increased innovation so for me it feels like being curious as a leader is a a win-win I'm not sure why you wouldn't be curious as a leader but you mentioned that and as did I that for being curious as a leader doesn't come naturally to some people and you've worked with people who don't have perhaps that more open um, approach and Naturally, for me, I am quite an inquisitive person. So I feel like I'm already operating in a mindset where I'm happy to be open-minded and I want to ask lots of questions, probably sometimes too many for some people and I really annoy them. But if is it something that can be learned being curious if it's not your natural way of operating? Like, how do you get into that headspace if you're naturally not a curious person? And to ha- what advice do you have for me when I may be being over curious? <laughs> well, no, I was going to say there is a really fine line between uh, being curious and being intrusive. And I think leaders, and, and you're not just with leaders, you're in people. And, you, and I've had this often with um, people who are trying to become better allies, for example, and then they ask, they put the burden on someone that's in that maybe protected group or minoritized group, and they start asking loads of questions and get really personal about stuff, and actually they they create more of of an issue by being intrusive rather than inquisitive. So there is a real fine line, I think, sometimes. for me, it's around what's your motivation behind learning more and how genuine you are in your motivation to others. So if they, if, if another person thinks that you're interested in them genuinely, they're going to open up. If they think there's another reason. It's a motive behind it. Yeah. yeah. And then, or, or it's seen as a bit unusual in the way that you're questioning all of that, then I think that's when the barriers are put up people could be offended by by that curiosity so there is I just wanted to say that because you mentioned about being too too curious but to come back to your point around can you learn curiosity I I absolutely think you can I mean coaching I mean I would say this as as a coach but the whole art of coaching is is around curiosity and helping others to explore things that they wouldn't naturally 
be thinking of and challenging their thinking and 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 do it using questions in a way to help people explore new opportunities and and new thinking. For me, I think leaders, there's several areas you could be working on, either with yourself or or with someone else. So, and um, you know, you learning to let go that your way is the best way, and not assuming what the answers are is something you can work on. Learning to try new things rather than just sitting in your comfort zone. You always sit in, getting comfortable with risk taking and making mistakes. Uh, learning how to question properly so often when people ask questions the questions can be um, closed questions for example so they're not really they're not really exploring in a curious way they're they're leading and directing in their question even though they think they're not avoiding why questions because that can often bring defensiveness in people if you if you lead with well why have you done that why do you do it that way (laughs) so the Questions and the, the nature of the questions is something that you can learn and and you know you trial and error often to learn how to listen. So come from a point of listening to understand rather than listening to be heard. And we've talked before in previous episodes around the notion of active listening. And and actually, most times when people have a conversation, they're already playing through what's the point I want to make, What this I'm going to, what's the point I want to get across, what's my next question, and they're not really listening with all of their senses to understand what's being said. You can also learn how to reframe and refrain from judgment because often judgment can close down your curiosity if you're already assuming or you think you know something. So all of those are examples of things that you can be working on and you know even leaders who might be great at that will still be working on all those areas it's not that you either have it or you don't these are things that you you know you're constantly striving to to know more about yourself and about others yeah and the point you make about the listening I think is really important because I think people can mistake curiosity for just being about the questions like Mm. the asking and the trying to find out, but you're not actually going to find anything out if you don't genuinely and actively listen to the responses that you're getting. So I think that is a really important reminder that isn't just about that, you know, I'm working out how I'm going to go in and firing loads of questions at people. It's actually about really trying to uncover kind of evidence and feedback and genuinely listen to what people are saying or demonstrating because they might not be saying it to you and their actions might be demonstrating something very different it's completely giving giving that place so if you're in a conversation with someone and this is something we do from a coaching perspective we don't actually talk a lot as coaches we we stay silent and we observe and we let people feel the silence and in that silence often that's when the new thoughts and, and the new ideas can come from rather than me trying to direct a conversation in a, in a particular way. And so I think that's the same um, can be true in, in a leadership setting, having that silence, allowing people to, that what they say first might not be the the real thinking. Mm-hmm. They might need to start to talk it through and then, then new, new exploratory ideas will come through. But it's not just about that, that interpersonal conversations either as a leader it could be what are you 
you know, going through maybe the experience that your customers or your staff go through and learning or, or rather witnessing how they see things by by experiencing it yourself, that can be a curiosity because then, then you should be understanding, well, what's happening here? What, what's the reason that this happens? What's the benefit of this happening? Blah, blah, blah. And um, could be observing things, just sitting and looking at evidence that comes through and reports. So it's not just about the, the um, physical conversation, I suppose. Yeah, and I, th- I think that's interesting, isn't it? Because maybe that's a reframe for people who are not as comfortable with being a curious leader, that maybe it's more about being a leader who learns yeah, um, and yeah. learns about the things that are important to um, them and their organisation and their stakeholders. And some of that will be about that self-development piece in the truest sense of learning as well, won't it? That none of us are the finished article when it comes to being a leader. So actually part of being curious and being a leader who learns might be about developing skills and experiences that you maybe don't have yet or you might be looking at other organizations and going and learning from them shadowing people you know through like you say through your coaching and mentoring so I think there are quite a lot of aspects to that curiosity as a leader and from the conversation that we're having it I think it does show that they're things that you can start to do so if you feel like you're not naturally a curious person, that doesn't mean that you can't be a curious leader. There's lots yeah. of things that you can put in place to to enable that and, and have a different mindset about it, which I think is brilliant. Are you a public sector senior leader who wants to make a great impact in your role? Are you struggling to take people with you? Are you working in the weeds or tackling things that your training hasn't prepared you for? Do you want to stop second guessing your approach and show up in a way that feels true to your personality and values? At Sunday Skies, I specialise in helping leaders like you communicate with impact so that you can improve organisational performance, engagement and reputation. Sign up to my email list at sundayskies.com forward slash email. I wanted to move this into a slightly different space in this part of the conversation because I just wanted to pose the question um, or the situation, I guess, which is what happens if you have lost that desire to be curious? So as a leader, maybe you see it as a core skill, as we've talked about, to be curious, but for some reason that curiosity doesn't seem to be there anymore is it a sign or symptom of something bigger like how do you work through being in that headspace as a leader because I do think that happens and I definitely have been in that position myself and I've worked with other leaders who I've almost seen that happen to and and it's all it it has always felt like it is a sign or symptom something else but I'd be really interested to hear your views on it Lee so a leading question there. I was, yeah. <laughs> it was me going, are you okay, rather than how are you? But the trouble is, I know that if you don't agree with me, that you'll be very comfortable in challenging me yes. because we have a very yeah. psychologically safe relationship. Um, so, yeah, I, 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 it links to, to passion for what you're doing. Absolutely. I think if you get into that space where you... And you might not see it as I've lost curiosity. You might be saying, oh, it feels like Groundhog Day and I'm always doing the same stuff. And if you feel you're being passive and not being active in the way that you're, you're leading, if you feel like you're a bit of a bystander, 
for me, they're all signs that you're checking out. And we've, we've talked about that, that in previous episodes before, haven't we? And, and if you're checking out, I, I definitely think your curiosity will be impacted because you're not, you're just not as invested in the outcome as you would be otherwise. So, and yeah, I do think that's something you need to be aware of. One of, one of my signs actually was, and I wasn't excited or curious about the future in one of my organizations. So I, I didn't see myself being a part of it. And, and so I found it really hard to connect and that, that curiosity absolutely wasn't there because I just didn't think it was my future. Um, and so that was a big warning sign for me. And I think if you're an engaged and curious leader, you do need that forward focus. If you're someone that that's just working in the here and now or constantly looking back and trying to analyze what's happened rather than that need to look ahead I think you bring all kinds of bias into your thinking you kind of get entrenched don't you into into this space and the growth and the learning isn't there so yeah I, I think I think it can be really dangerous for yourself and for your organization if you get into that space where you just are not and um, yeah you might not see it as I've lost my curiosity but but the spark's gone yeah. somehow yeah and it's interesting isn't it to think about your warning signs like if you recognize them in yourselves or other people or if others recognize them in you so I think that's like you've got a lot of insight that you can tell like that was a point in my career when I had lost that curiosity because of this and I guess yeah if I reflect on my own situation the times when I feel like I've lost my curiosity or my spark or motivation, isn't it? It's about being motivated mm-hmm. to do what you do is probably when I've almost done the opposite. So rather than not seeing myself as part of the future, it's been about almost feeling feeling sad at the loss of something in the past, as in like yeah. when it used to be like this, that's when it felt good here and I enjoyed it and, and almost getting a bit stuck on what it used to be like in the good old days um so I guess like you say not being focused on the future but with that slightly different different reflection mm-hmm. so I think maybe it is important for leaders to have an opportunity to reflect on whether there's been periods in their career where they have lost that curiosity that motivation that passion whatever we want to call it um just so that they can be aware of that should that happen into the future we when we all have oh down days don't we We, yeah i'm not expecting everyone i'm skipping into work every day singing full of curiosity (laughs) there are days as as an introvert i did need time to kind of reflect and retract myself and have that space to think and and all of that and you know women um just just going through their their monthly cycle of life have different energy levels and motivations so all of those things can play into how your curiosity and how you might be feeling about a situation can can ebb and flow over time i think the 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 issue and the warning sign is when that's sustained over a longer period yeah i i would agree with you when you're in a constant space where it feels like that's lacking then that's probably the time to reconsider yeah. what your and, and what, you, what your options are, <laughs> and you know when I said like one of my signs when Sarah wasn't excited or curious about the future, 
my my main task at the time was helping an organisation to develop its future strategy. I mean, like, yeah, <laughs> I couldn't get excited by it. <laughs> Alarm bells. <laughs> so um, we are getting to that point in the conversation where we probably should be thinking about wrapping up and we've covered quite a lot, I think, in the conversation. And it's been, yeah, more of an exploration maybe rather than um, uh, the way some of our normal episodes go. But we always like a how-to and you touched on um, some really great advice in the question about uh, if you can learn to be curious. But my um, how-to for this episode is uh, how do you demonstrate curiosity as a leader? So what would your top tips be? So the questions and the types of questions are really important. Thinking about how you ask questions and then how you listen to understand those those I think if you're going to work on any skill out of anything those are the two to to really work on that will benefit your leadership you know totally across the board so so that be my first point my second point to that is then around and we haven't really touched on on this in the conversation but um it's about who you surround yourself with we talked before around and um, making sure you have a support network and people that aren't just yes peoples that they're not confirming your biases that kind of stuff i think your curiosity comes the more diverse the people are around you and the thinking of the people around you and there there's evidence that says obviously the, the wider your network of people the more diverse it's likely to be particularly those you don't interact with a lot because if you're not interacting with them a lot they're not necessarily going to be aligned to your way of thinking or seeing things in the same way as you so when you do then interact with them they can bring stuff that's fresh and fresh thinking into a situation so I think working on where your relationships lie how diverse that network is and all of that I think will really help you as well and we talked about that learned behavior if you see people that are being inquisitive you're more likely to be inquisitive so I think that would be my third thing to work on from a leadership I love it and I, I have nothing extra to add because it's like you've read my own notes so um so I, I was all for the questioning and the active listening. I guess the only addition I would say there, which we did mention in the conversation, is don't be defensive. I mean, we talked about not not creating a defensiveness in others, but I also think for you to be curious, you have to be open um, and, and not be defensive. And I think, again, about that role modelling, it's encouraging others to be inquisitive and, and curious, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's how do you make that okay in your team and your organisation, which is totally about um culture and psychological safety and that role modeling and we've done episodes on psychological safety and culture and strategy so i would definitely recommend if you haven't listened to them go and have a listen to those so thank you lee thank you for allowing me to be curious in this conversation and find out more about your thoughts around um curiosity and leadership um i feel a bit weird that it's like the end of episode 10 which is the end of this series no, there's, there's, there's going to be a sneaky bonus though, isn't there? Oh, there's always a sneaky bonus with us. We can't keep away. <laughs> so yes, keep your ears and eyes peeled for the sneaky bonus edition that will land at some point. Um, I really hope people have found this 
episode and this series are useful. So please do leave a rating, review, get in touch with us if there's anything that we've talked about that you are curious about or you want us to cover um, in future episodes. I um, Well, we will be back. We will be back for um, another podcast series, but we are also um, completely active over in our Substack community. So uh, that's the place to go if you're going to miss us between series. Yeah, we, we've got the book club to come. We're also doing private recordings over on Substack. So ask us anything sessions. You can submit your questions on all things leadership or anything, actually. Happy to answer anything. If you want some recipe ideas, book recommendations, mm-hmm. watch on TV. Yeah, any anything about detective programs or books. Yes, uh, yes. Vinyl, it appears. Curiosity Killed the Cat. That was a yeah. reference I didn't think was coming in this episode. Um, so, yeah, pretty much ask us anything you like. We're going to be open-minded enough. We won't be defensive. <laughs> Please don't judge us. <laughs> All the learnings from how to take the lead. So, um, on that note, uh, get out there and take the lead until next time. Thanks for listening to today's episode. Don't forget to hit follow and share the show with someone you know. Oh, that rhymes. A rating or review will be much appreciated. If you're looking for some leadership inspiration, why not get a free copy of our recommended reading list? Visit howtotakethelead.com to download. Until next week, get out there and take the lead.